Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. The guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey friends, welcome to episode 774 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast, and uh, I'm recording a little later than usual. It is Sunday evening. Typically, the show is edited and ready to go by this time that I'm actually recording. Um, but it's been a crazy busy week. Uh, lots going on. We are actually uh, actually finished now, but we celebrated Christmas over the weekend. Uh, our oldest son came into town with his girlfriend on Saturday. We celebrate on Friday night. We celebrated with them on Saturday. Then on Sunday, as I'm recording this during the day, my in-laws, my dad came down and, and we did Christmas with all of them. And so I usually record on Sundays. Uh, I was going to try to record during the week, but it just was a crazy week with my daughter with basketball. Uh, she's a cheerleader. And so um, and then I had to work late on Thursday, I'm not making excuses, just kind of explaining this past week's schedule and, and why, uh, my original plan and, and what I wanted to do and ideas that I was having. And I just did not have time to sit down and do the research and do the things that I wanted to do. And we're a week away from Christmas. Uh, I wanted to do a Christmas theme and I actually decided to steal the idea from, um, Greg Mahachko and Mike Luther over at Nerd United. They did their top five Santas of all time. So I'm doing something similar, tying it in with Santas in wrestling and some favorite moments involving Santa Claus uh, in the world of professional wrestling. And I just went through a quick list, my memory bank, um, and just kind of confirmed some dates online. So this is not going to be the most inclusive or exclusive list by any means, but these are ones that really kind of stood out to me as a fan. And I'd love to hear your input and, and what you think as well. Before I get too far, though, I do want to shout out Chad Smart, my good friend, uh, for this amazing uh, work of art. And this is by artist A.J. Moore. Chad picked this up for me for Christmas. Uh, of course, Carrie Von Eric, one of my all-time favorites. And, 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 you know, Christmas 1982, the steel cage match against Ric Flair at World Class Championship Wrestling. Christmas Star Wars is what hooked me uh, as a 10-year-old or 9-year-old fan uh, back in the day. And um, I'm hoping, I am hoping that next week on Christmas Day to have a, a review, a movie mania up on the Iron Claw. However, I am running into an obstacle here in Southern Illinois. And I don't know why this is. And if you are in Southern Illinois and listening and, and maybe know a reasoning behind this, let me know. But the movie is not playing in Carbondale or Marion, which are the two nearest movie theaters to me. The closest theater that this is playing is about 45 minutes away in Harrisburg. 
So again, with it being kind of a hectic time uh, with the holidays, uh, but like I said, we kind of knocked out the celebrations early. So I may end up going on Saturday um, because it's not playing until late on Friday because uh, I'm off Friday. It'd be perfect if it was playing like in the middle of the afternoon, everyone else is at work and I could go and do this and knock it out. But my plan is to see it next week and then have a review up on Christmas Day. If that doesn't happen, I have a backup plan and I'm going to do what I would plan to do for this week's episode and I'll have the time to put in a little research and do a little bit more with what I want to do. So the Movie Mania Iron Claw movie review is going to happen. It's just either going to happen on December 25th or you may have to wait a week and do it on January 1st for the New Year's show. But uh, I'm curious too, if you're going to go see it, if you're in Southern Illinois and plan to see it, let me know where you're going because like I said, Carbondale and Marion seemingly right now not an option and we're you know just five days away from this movie opening so I'd be curious to see so without any further ado and i'll give you an update next week too on the christmas uh, wrestling figure drive um i'm gonna finish up uh purchasing figures this week um, and drop those off on wednesday that is the hope is to drop those toys off on wednesday to toys for tots so I will still have time to get that taken care of before uh, the Christmas holiday. So I, I decided to do this at like a sixth sense and just kind of throw them out and just kind of reminisce and talk a little bit. And of course, would love to hear your input and, and your thoughts and memories of some of these Santa wrestling moments. Number six is one that I think most people would rather forget about, and that is Santa Claus. Uh, it was December 1995. I remember I just graduated uh, from college, or, and and we see Santa Claus kind of appear. Uh, he started up something with Savio Vega very briefly, uh, and I think maybe had a match or two, and that was about it. And I, I think that these holiday seasonal gimmicks, you know, beyond, and I've talked about this before, I think I did a whole episode on Santa Claus um, with a wrestling under the influence. Excuse me as I take a quick sip here. And, um, you know, in June, July, does a Santa Claus or an evil Santa gimmick work? No, it doesn't. The guy behind me, the gobbledygooker, I have fond memories. Of course, it's a Thanksgiving gimmick. It's a short life as well. But the way that they have brought him back through the years and stuff, I would not be pining for a Santa Claus action figure. Now, we know that Santa Claus went on to become Balls Mahoney, a legend in ECW, uh, spent some time in WWE ECW as well. Actually got to meet Balls Mahoney back in, 19, or in uh, 2006 uh, at a show, an ECW show in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. He actually signed the back of my t-shirt. Chad had made me a t-shirt for that event. So, um, but yeah, the, the gimmick itself was, was not great. Uh, you know, he was from the South Pole, had a black beard, um, instead of, of, of red and white, he wore red and black, um, a precursor to the wolf pack, perhaps. I don't know, but, uh, so Santa Claus I have on as number six, number five, I decided to go with the time that Santa Claus, you know, in, in wrestling, it's been interesting because either Santa Claus is depicted as, uh, you know, the jolly, happy man who comes and, and gives gifts to boys and girls 
or he's depicted as an evil bastard. And this time, uh, you know, Santa Claus is obviously an example of being evil, but my number five is the time that Santa Claus showed up at Tribute to the Troops in December of 2010. And this is back when WWE took the show to the troops when they were serving. Um, and I think they did that for nearly every year that they were serving in Afghanistan or in Iraq. And I don't know if this one was Iraq or Afghanistan. I didn't check that, but it's it's an outdoor show. And Mr. McMahon comes out and starts cutting a heel promo, of course. And Santa Claus comes out and doesn't have a gift for Mr. McMahon, which makes Mr. McMahon mad. He hits Santa Claus from behind. And in the process, as Santa goes down, the beard comes off, the hair comes off, and it's revealed to be none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin, McMahon's greatest rival. Um, and of course, McMahon receives a stunner from Santa, Stone, Stone Cold Santa. Uh, it's a fun memory. Um, anytime that we can see McMahon take a stunner from Austin, it's always a good time. Here's another case of Santa Claus being bad, and this is in December 1989. Uh, you may remember primetime wrestling uh, was a staple for me. I recorded it when I had to work and would come home and watch it and probably still actually have some of those old VHS tapes sitting in a, in a box somewhere. Actually sitting in a box right next to me. I have all my old VHS tapes sitting in here with me. Uh, but on the Christmas night edition of the show, Bobby Heenan is dressed as Santa and kind of goes on a bit of a tirade uh, exposing the magic behind Santa Claus to the chagrin of co-host Gorilla Monsoon, but also very much to the chagrin of Rowdy Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper, who is the third co-host of this show. And he keeps warning Heenan to stop. Heenan doesn't stop. Heenan takes the beard off, calls Santa fake and phony, like the hair and the glasses and the wig. And, and Heenan proceeds to then get the living crap kicked out of him by Piper. Piper just beats him up unmercifully and uh, tells Heenan to stop ruining the magic for the kids and, and whatnot. So where at the beginning of this, you think that WWE is going somewhere where they probably really shouldn't because in 89, it's very much still a kid-centered product. Now, I don't know how many kids of that age group that were watching still believed in Santa, but I'm sure there were those that did and, and maybe asked questions. But to have Heenan... Uh, then get beat up by Piper and, and kind of get the comeuppance. We we realize that Bobby Heenan is a bad guy. He's a heel and he's saying these things and he's basically lying and, and full of crap. And, and Rowdy Rowdy Piper proves that to us once and for all. Uh, my number three is a, is a childhood memory. Uh, one of the very first, again, I, I mentioned world-class earlier with Kerry Von Erich in 82, well, in 83, it was Christmas Star Wars once again, um, and this time it was the Von Erichs, uh, Kevin and Mike Von Erich, taking on the team of Terry Gordy and uh, Buddy Roberts, the Freebirds, and Michael Hayes was banned from the building, was not there. This was a loser-leave town match, and of course, those stipulations didn't last for very long, but... Uh, this match involves, uh, toward the end, we see Santa Claus outside, and he kind of, I don't know if he messed up and 
attacked Mike early, but the uh, commentator, Bill Mercer, says during commentary, you know, you can kind of see Santa off to the corner. Um, and he says something about, he says he thinks it's Michael Hayes. But then when the Von Erichs win the match, Santa comes in to celebrate with the Von Erichs and raises Mike's hand and he's clapping and Kevin's got his back turned. And then Santa just blasts Mike. Um, and of course the beard and the, and the hair come off the hat and it is revealed to be Michael Hayes. So I don't know if the gun was jumped on that and the, the secret was exposed because we wouldn't have had Michael Hayes knowingly coming in there and celebrating. Um, so, uh, looking back on it now, like when I was a kid, I was 10 years old when this happened and I don't remember Bill Marcer kind of spilling the beans. So I think going back and watching it as an adult, you obviously see it and you're like, oh, okay. So this was kind of a, a little obvious, but you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't terrible. Uh, my number two is from December, 1997, and uh, it involves Santa Claus being in the ring and he is not being very kind to a kid uh, in the ring who looks like, and, and I think there have been rumors that it was either Jay or Jimmy Uso uh, this kid is a spitting image. Like you imagine him in as, as an adult now and see uh, one of the Usos there. Well, the fans that believe this are partially right. He is not Jimmy or Jay Uso, but instead he is the son of Rikishi who did not get involved in pro wrestling, at least according to Reddit. Uh, it is Jeremiah. Um, there were four of Rikishi's sons, the Usos, uh, Solo Sokoa and this Jeremiah fella who did not get into the family business. So he's the kid that is kind of the antithesis for all of this where, you know, Santa is being a dick and kicks the kid out of the ring and, and whatnot to which Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is on that rise to the top. This is uh, a month before, or yeah, about a month or so before the Royal Rumble that he wins to go on then and face Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. So, uh, he's just coming back from the neck injury. He had just uh, been kind of going back and forth with the Intercontinental title with Owen Hart and then, of course, The Rock. Uh, so I think at this time, because when he comes to the ring, he doesn't have the belt. So I think maybe this is when The Rock has the championship, the Intercontinental championship, that is. Um, but you clearly can tell the trajectory that Stone Cold is on and the, the fans and how they react to him. And, and he's white hot. And of course, this is another case of Santa Claus is getting beat up, but Santa Claus is asking for it. He's being a jerk. He's rude to the kid. He's rude to Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, when Austin questions whether or not Santa is, is the real Santa, uh, he asks, well, what did I ask for when I was six years old? And this Santa says Barbie dolls and tiddlywinks, which of course was a meant to be a jab to Austin to question his masculinity and this, that, and the other. And so uh, long story short, uh, Santa ends up getting stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin and then a couple of uh, poundings as well and then tossed over the top rope. So, it, it you know, Santa gets his comeuppance once again in this scenario as well. My number one is not a specific moment, but it's uh, a specific person, and that is Mick Foley, who, of course, St. Mick is the book. And here's another gift from Chad. Chad's a really good gift giver, and I need to up my gift giving game for sure. But this is an autographed copy of that book. So I appreciate having this. Um, I, I, you know, I love Christmas time. You also see the book behind me, too. It's uh, 
Mick Foley's Christmas Chaos, the artwork by Jerry the King Lawler. And this is another, you know, fun Christmas book. Bought this when my son was, actually, I think it was his first Christmas. <laughs> Excuse me. That we had this book and we would read it to him as a Christmas story back when he was a little kid. But, uh, you know, Mick Foley's love for Christmas is, is apparent. You can listen to it on his podcast. You can you can see it in his social media posts. He travels and goes to the different places. Holiday World, which is just a few hours from here in Southern Illinois. I know Mick has been there and, and been a guest there and, and had some fun and doing some things. Uh, and it was the documentary, and I think it was called I Am Santa Claus, um, that Mick Foley did that really, I just seeing him and, and the difference that being Santa Claus has made to others and, and the stories he tells and, and the things he does. And I know they did an angle with Alberto Del Real that one year where Mick gets hit by a car. I didn't like that, but in general, you know, the character, the, or the, you know, the work that he does uh, going into Santa and being that uh, and making that magic and making those memories for so many families uh, to me is very profound and and someone who was so brutal in the ring as Cactus Jack and as mankind, um, you know, being thrown off that hell in a cell and and now the gentle, lovable teddy bear Santa Claus, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's quite a contrast. And I, I uh, appreciate him for that and, and really love the fact that he gets so into it even still to this day. Um, so Mick Foley, my favorite Santa. And I, and I think years ago there was a, a, a match. It was like they're in a boiler room and there were different Santas and, and Mick was involved in that somehow. And I'm trying to remember it and piece it together. I think DX was part of this and some other shenanigans happened. And of course there's always shenanigans, but uh, it usually ends up being fun. And Santa Claus, if he's being a jerk, gets exposed and beaten up. And if he's being kind and, and friendly, uh, he he gets to uh, raise his hand in victory, so to speak. So uh, those are my six favorite memories in wrestling involving Santa Claus. I'm sure there have been more modern day ones. Um, it's interesting this year, Christmas does fall on a Monday. Uh, I'm going to assume that Raw will be in the can and, and recorded. I know that uh, Triple H this year has announced that uh, everyone is off the week of Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, which I think is fantastic. Um, I know that back in the day, you know, every Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day were big, ha, big paydays and whatnot. The business has reached a, a point where it doesn't have to be that way, where they're working in a way, that they being the uh, superstars and the production team and, and everybody else that's involved, doesn't have to be away, doesn't need to be away, shouldn't be away from their families during the holiday season. So I tip my hat to Triple H and the decision makers who made this happen and hope that everybody is able to spend some time with family and or friends or however they want to or choose to celebrate during uh, this time of year. Because I know Christmas is not for everyone. It's, it's not something that everybody celebrates, but uh, certainly do appreciate and, and respect those other holidays, those other traditions and, and things that are, are being celebrated and being done uh, during the month of December. So uh, with that, that being said, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. I'm hoping to have the Iron Claw review next week. 
Uh, but again, it may be delayed a week. I do have a plan though for next week. So there will be a podcast. It will be Christmas day. Uh, the show will go on as I like to say, and uh, I do appreciate everyone for tuning in, listening, uh, and sharing. Leave a comment, leave a review, let me know what you think of the show, and uh, have a great week, and we will talk again very soon. Bye, friends. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.